The Film Freak Show with Leo Quinones is powered by Krikorian Premier Theaters, where movie going is always a premier event. Krikorian Theaters, the preferred theater of The Film Freak Show. America's longest-running movie talk show. All right. A good weekend to you. We are broadcasting live coast-to-coast on the CRN Digital Talk Radio Network. Podcasts available on Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right. My name is Leo Quinones. And I love doing this every week. Getting together and talking about movies. So cool. Thank you to our sponsor. EntertainmentEarth.com Go there now. And you're going to get 10% off your purchase if you use the promo code FILMFREAK. That's entertainmentearth.com. Mm. So much to get through. But first, let me bring him on. The producer. Producer Mike, how are you? I'm doing great, Leo. Happy to be here, buddy. It is a good weekend. You know what? We are here. Let's talk about the box office. The number one movie is Tom Holland, but not for his familiar role of Spider-Man, for another role. He is starring in Uncharted opposite Mark Wahlberg. This is a huge video game. He's been a fan for years. As a matter of fact, this game has long been in developmental hell for a movie. In fact, 10 years ago, Mark Wahlberg was supposed to play Tom Holland's part, but... Yeah, I remember playing it, uh, Uncharted and Uncharted 2. I believe the character's name's Nick Drake, but don't quote me on that. It is Nick Drake. What do you feel, like Indiana Jones? It's kind of like a Tomb Raider kind of thing. Uh, Tomb Raider slash Indiana Jones. It's uh, first-person oriented, but not very violent. Uh, Kind of a, a real... You know, f- appropriate for all ages uh, video game. It's going to make between 40 and $50 million this week. This will be the new number one movie. And I I guess that's all right. Um, I went to see, I mean, this is kind of telling my age here. I went to see the another movie, which I kind of think maybe should be number one. I went and saw Dog, 
this weekend. That's Channing Tatum opposite a dog. Why the laughter? Oh, it's just uh, <laughs> why, why the skirmish? Why why the attitude? Basically, is come this, on. Is this a Benji remake? Uh, <laughs> it's it's. And he did Channing Tatum direct this too? Co-directed it. Yes. Um, I understand Michael's smirk, and uh, you know what? I just. I, I like the story, but it, it is kind of like the familiar story. Uh, the guy and the dog, they're at each other's throats to begin with. And then over the course of the film, warms over and then he, he becomes, you know, the best friend. Oh, man. so it's Turner and Hooch. Oh, it's, it's basically every dog movie story that you can associate <laughs> And I loved it. It used a military angle, uh, like the poor dog had PTSD. Channing Tatum's character had PTSD and a brain injury. And it just, um, this is kind of rare. Channing Tatum hasn't been around for years, you know, so to have him come back in, uh, it was a fine movie. It's probably going to make $13 million, $15 million. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. And this is a real dog. It's not a CGI dog. No, there are three dogs, uh-huh. and they uh, all did different parts of the film. And yeah, it was just a, it was, it was just a, a, a nice little film. So good for Channing Tatum, uh, good for Lulu or the dog. So that's my, my bit. Okay. So another movie that's going to be out basically the 25th, 26th. 27th and it's going to be free all right ever since this movie got a best actor nod this movie is called coda and coda if you don't know stands for children of deaf adults so apple plus is offering a free showing it's first come first serve there's going to be um hearing devices for the hearing impaired and there will be subtitles so I just think that's an awesome thing that they're doing. It could be fascinating too. Um, you know, if anybody's done any academic research about the hearing impaired, impaired culture, there's kind of a big, uh, I don't know, schism between cochlear implants and sign language because a lot of hearing impaired people they think that sign language is kind of a culture in itself. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's actually quite fascinating to to study from an academic perspective. You know, hearing impaired people, and I'm really interested to see, you know, what the effects are on children of hearing impaired people. I mean, I feel almost bad that I haven't learned sign language, you know, just the basics. So why don't you and I do that? Yeah, I I think that you and I, Leo, should go and and enroll in a junior college and take some ASL lessons. That might be kind of fun. Well, I was thinking more like YouTube. Okay, that sounds good to me. (laughs) I mean, I, I would love to say hello to a person. How are you? How's this week going? I mean, not getting into, you know, uh, what is the force field of rockets and, <laughs> you know, all that. But I would like to learn a little bit. So, uh, or as much as I could. So, and this film comes out nearly a year after The Sound of Metal, which featured another story involving hearing loss. Yeah, that was a, a more of, of a first person's experience on hearing loss and the sound design, just an incredible sound design. Uh, Darius Martyr was the director and, and just uh, they took like seven months of just mixing different tracks, uh, miking up. They had microphones inside of skulls. 
So they just um, just did some crazy things. And if you haven't seen it, Sound of Metal, it is worth it just for the experience. Now, in CODA, the young girl, uh, she is the only one in her family who can hear. So that means a mother, the father, and the older brother are completely deaf. And they're like... um. They're fishermen, and it's it's kind of like deadliest catch light, you know, where they kind of every day they go in, every day they come out. They don't go out to the far reaches and risk their lives. But uh, it was a cute story, and it's available on Apple Plus, and I don't think that is a good platform for most Americans. I mean, there's only 20 million people on Apple Plus, and how many of those people stopped to watch Coda? So it's really a, a highly targeted audience. Again, you're going to get a free showing, and it's going to be February 25th, 26th, and 27th. So go ahead and get out there and catch your free movie. All right? Uh, we'll be back in just a minute. The Film Freak Movie Talk Show. I mean, Sergeant Riggs and Sergeant Murtaz. Those guys, this is their favorite radio show. We'll be right back. Don't go away. could ever forget Brandon Lee's gritty performance in The Crow. Brandon may not be with us, but then again, he may be rising from the grave with this amazing statue from The Crow. Right now, partners with the Film Freak Movie Talk Show for over 20 years. EntertainmentEarth.com is the online destination for avid collectors of mint condition items like this. The Crow action figure with 30 points of articulation, four head poses, 10 interchangeable hands, a leather-like overcoat, a tombstone, Gabriel the Cat, a guitar, a flaming crow shape for posing. There is so much more. This is the ultimate tribute to the crow. Plus, free shipping and take 10% off your order right now by using promo code FILMFREAK. That's 10% off every order at entertainmentearth.com. One more time, the crow collection with free shipping and 10% off with promo code Film Freak. Leo Quinones is the Film Freak. You know that last month you made me work so late, I missed saying goodbye to my gam-gam? I'm sorry, what? My grandmother. I told you that I needed to see her because she was very, very sick. You said if I left early, I'd get fired. And she died before I made it to the hospital. I'm sorry. Thank you. I had no idea that you called your grandmother Sorry. Sorry you didn't get to say bye-bye to Cam Cam. I really All right. That scene from Horrible Bosses with Kevin Spacey and Jason Bateman. Have you seen Horrible Bosses? I have, quite some time ago. Anything with Jason Bateman, though. You know what? Um... Afterwards, in the credits, they always they play credits, uh, outtakes, bloopers, and Kevin Spacey and Jason Bateman were doing that scene, and Jason Bateman just loses it. 
So, uh, Horrible Bosses, great, great film. Welcome back to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. Uh, Mike, do you recognize this list? It's a long list. Remember we started this a while ago? 50 Rotten Movies That I Love? Exactly. I thought I'd dust some of these off. Now, the only way this works is if you've seen the film. That way you can say, I don't agree, or that was a great movie, or Leo, you're crazy. So we're just going to start from the bottom. There's no numbered here. So here we go. Now, these are movies that I really enjoyed, and I just don't agree with Rotten Tomatoes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but there is a growing backlash to Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. Not only you know from fans, but also from other critics. Uh, Sean Fennessy writes for the, the Ringer. He's a, a culture film writer. He says that it doesn't matter. It's useless. It's a useless metric. And here's a crazy thing. Every year... Universal Pictures sends me uh, an update. Kind of, can you update your outlet? What radio station you're on? Your social media outlets. But then they have one question that gets me every year. Are you certified by Rotten Tomatoes? I have to just say no. I've been doing this radio show since before there was ever a Rotten Tomato. And if you think about what a rotten tomato is, it's kind of like an old vaudevillian thing. When they couldn't stand the act, they would throw tomatoes. So it's a negative platform towards movies. So I've always stood against rotten tomatoes. Yeah, it's so annoying. So you're seeing on the on the posters now of movies where it says certified fresh on the poster. Oh, it makes me ill. So here we go. No certain order. 50 rotten movies that I love. Here we go. Coming in at 50%, which is rotten, 1994. Murder in the First with Kevin Bacon. Oh, come on. Great courtroom drama. What are they thinking? 50%. I mean, I can just remember Gary Oldman in that movie. He was the warden and he was merciless and it was about Alcatraz. And remember him slicing Kevin Bacon's Achilles tendon so he would not escape? Yeah. I mean... You like that movie, Mike. I love that movie. Chances are you probably love that movie, but some movie critic, why wouldn't he find entertainment value in that? That's what I'm talking about. Because they're dishonest. I'm sure that those same movie critics, when that movie shows up on cable on a Sunday afternoon, they're watching it. But if they write a glowing review of it, they're like, oh, look at this guy. He doesn't like high art. Oh, awful. Okay. We're going to do another one. Okay. 1987. 54%. Spaceballs. Outrageous, Mike. That's a, that should be ninety eight percent. A look doesn't do much for ninety eight percent. That movie is classic. That movie is absolutely classic. That's up there with Blazing Saddles in terms of great great comedies. It took what the pop culture was loving Star Wars and turned it into a comedy and made it made you love Star Wars even more. Even if you love Star Wars, which I did, I still love Spaceballs because it was hilarious. It's just Mel. Brooks's keen sense of humor, Rick Moranis, John Candy. I mean, come on, Pizza the Hut. I mean, come on, wasn't it Bill Pullman who played Han Solo's character? I mean, 
That's just two. There's 48 more of these rotten movies that I've listed on filmfreak.com, and I would invite you to check it out. I mean, all of a sudden, I'm pissed off, Mike. I'm I'm pissed off. I'm 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 apoplectic. I'm absolutely apoplectic. There's that's just there's no reason why Spaceballs. I mean, Spaceballs should be not only in the Smithsonian, it should be in the Guggenheim. It's one of the great movies of all time. I just don't understand. And and also, it's like become part of the cultural zeitgeist. I mean, even if you are you know a highbrow, highfalutin critic, yeah. You know what the helmet that Rick Moranis used is iconic, almost as iconic as the original Darth Vader's. And merchandising, Leo. <laughs> merchandising. Spaceballs flamethrower. Spaceballs gumball machine. It had everything. Oh, God. I am so over this Rotten Tomatoes thing. Okay, I'm going to give you one Let's more. Yeah. Let's do one more. Okay. 1990, 54% home alone. I think you're making this up. Are you making this up? Are you lying to the audience, Leo? Are you lying to the people? 54%. Now... I'm trying to look at this through the eyes of a movie critic. Why, oh, why would you attack basically a kid's movie, but good for the whole family? You know what? Some of the greatest slapstick comedy since there was slapstick comedy. It was just an inventive movie. <sighs> it was such a, like, I don't think people nowadays realize, unless you live through it, how much of a phenomenon that movie was. Everybody saw that movie. Cracking up. I was at Kiss FM at the time, and I went to an early screening, and it was just the funniest movie I've ever seen, and I told Rick Dees, and he told everybody, and you know, everybody was on the Home Alone bandwagon, the Macaulay Culkin, kid genius he was, and uh, that little Kevin, bless his little heart, and to see Macaulay Culkin as a 40-year-old, it's just... Where has all the time gone, Mike? It was one of the first movies as a kid I saw in the theater where the kids were laughing just as hard as the adults and the adults were laughing just as hard as the kids. <sighs> all right. Maybe we'll do some more, but I'm just pissed at movie critics in general. That's the Film Freak Movie Talk Show's mantra. All right. And now this is Luke Skywalker's favorite radio show. It is... The Film Freak Movie Talk Show. Are you tired of drinking vodka that makes you gag? Well then fix it. Fix vodka. American made. High alkaline. Non-acidic. Non-GMO. 100% vegan and gluten free. Plus, a woman, Marilyn Miklas is the creator and founder of Fix Vodka. The smooth taste of Fix Vodka just makes it go down easy. Fix Vodka recently won the double gold medal at the San Francisco Spirits Competition. Fix is going global. The highest and most prestigious award given for spirits in the entire world. Get your Fix Vodka now at FixVodka.com. That's FixVodka.com. Okay, I was late to the Funko party. Funko has figured out a way to create thousands of different theme figures. Hang on, I'll tell you all about it. 
friends with the Film Freak Movie Talk Show for over 20 years. EntertainmentEarth.com is an online heaven for avid collectors of mint condition items like action figures, stunning replicas, and Funko statues to display. Funko knows how to get me. They've got a tombstone set. Val Kilmer's Doc Holliday, he's your Huckleberry. Kurt Russell sporting his signature wider mustache, just classic. Where's Johnny Ringo? Plus, take an extra 10% off your order right now by using the promo code FILMFREAK. That's 10% off every order at entertainmentearth.com. Promo code FILMFREAK. Tombstone. 10% off. Use promo code FILMFREAK. Leo Quinones is the Film Freak. <laughs> That's a fake laugh. <laughs> it's real. Totally fake. That is the most real, authentic, hysterical laugh of my entire life. So great. John Williams celebrating a birthday. I believe 91. Is that how many Oscars he has or how old he is? <laughs> No, he's going back to do the Obi-Wan TV show. He's just still cranking them out. Well, let's see. How many can we name? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Of course, Jaws. Star Wars. JFK. JFK. Munich. Mm. Pretty much every Spielberg movie. Oh, my gosh. I believe he did Bridge of Spies as well. And by the way, Tom Hanks' daughter was played by Eve Hewson. Eve Hewson is the rising star of movies. I give her two years and she's going to be huge. Eve Hewson starred in an HBO series called Behind Her Eyes. And... I believe a stars series called The Luminaries. Eve Houston, Memphis Eve. Oh yeah, one more thing about her. Her father is Bono. Oh, from U2. Okay. No, that'll get you in the front door. Yes, Bono. So Eve Houston, she is just um she's gorgeous. And she can act, and she's paid her dues. So, great parenting there. I mean, wow. To think about the greatness that she comes from, I mean, by the way, Bono, uh, he's the star of an animated film. It's called Sing 2. Sing Two and the whole story revolves around his character being a rock and roll recluse. And these guys are, these other animals are trying to put on a show and they need Bono. And I, I think his name was Calloway. But it was a, a, my favorite animated film of the year, Sing Two. So, anyways, I'm going to do this for a little bit longer. Going back to 50 rotten movies that I love. Now, the last three, Murder in the First, Spaceballs, Home Alone. That was three in a row where Mike was shocked, dismayed, 
and left wondering why, why? How about this one? It's a nice lull in the end. Bring it up a little. How about one fine day? Haven't seen that one. This one is so sweet. Not unlike the music that you're hearing at this moment. It is George Clooney, Michelle Pfeiffer, and a course of one hectic day, these two kind of play cat and mouse with each other. George Clooney has to watch Michelle Pfeiffer's daughter. Michelle Pfeiffer has to watch... No, wait. Michelle Pfeiffer has to watch a girl and then, well, they swap kids. How about that? Yeah. And it's in Manhattan and it's crazy and it's a great movie. It's called One Fine Day. All right, here's another one. 47%, 2010. I believe this was a Matt Damon film. Any guesses? 2010. Contagion? No, no, no. Hereafter. Hereafter. Have you seen that I one? That one's still okay. by me. Okay. Then we're going to quit while we're ahead. Three of them. Well, let's go three for three. Three for three. Okay. Here we go. 51%, 2006. Lucky number Slevin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 47%. 47% outrageous. No, I'm sorry. 51%. is even outrageous still. Tell me why. Because it's a great movie. It's a highly stylized movie. It, the visuals are great. I thought that it was fast-paced. It was very reminded me of Smoking Aces a lot. You should have seen producer Mike slam his hand down. He was like, no. No. Doesn't want to put up with that anymore. No more. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with you, Rotten Tomatoes. I'm done with you. Well, we will continue to give you the movie knowledge that we believe is appropriate and matters, like seeing Coda uh, next weekend, free, and good luck on that. Let me know how it is, and thank you for following us on Twitter and, of course, Instagram. It's at Film Freak Live. One word, Film Freak Live. Thank you, Producer Mike. And thank you for hanging out with us. This is what we do. And you know what? Anytime, it's a pleasure. Okay? And if anybody from Rotten Tomatoes wants to come on this show so we can yell them for a while, we'd love to have you. Ah, I wouldn't give them the oxygen. But anyways, if it's Home Alone, Kingpin, or The Hangover, there's a pretty good chance you're going to love The Film Freak. Bye, bye, bye.